yeah. I also I also did screenwriting as well. You know, writing for plays as well. And we use this yeah. final draft. We used to use the final draft software, but before yeah. then, we would spend like brainstorming and doing visual boards, like eight p.m. to eight a.m. No sleep. We were just trying to screenplay. I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> you would. It, it's beautiful because you think about the experience. You're like, I would not do that now, but when I did, I used to think, Ugh, I gotta stay up. But now you miss it because you're like, wow, that was something that I don't think anybody has tried unless it's in your bucket list. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, all of that was such an innate piece of who I was at the time. Yeah. Part of my journey in New York city and that create fully creative life I was living. Um, and so I think, you know, it's part of what fuels my creative writing now, because now I live a very, you know, beautiful, calm life out in the desert with a, you know, an amazing hubby and all that good stuff and good family. But what fuels my creative writing is still to tap back into those crazy New York city days. Yeah. And I, as writers, we sometimes go dormant as creative writers. Um, if we've moved into a part of our life that doesn't seem as, you know, full of angst mm. or doesn't feel as full of excitement. And it's important to free yourself to let yourself go back. Yeah. We lit. Welcome, everybody. It's a wonderful day to be here, you know what I'm saying? So, hope you're gonna enjoy yourselves. Happy Friday, first of all. It's gonna be a really, really amazing session we're gonna have here. Looking forward to it. We have a guest, an amazing guest. So, it's gonna be an amazing talk. So, let's get it started. Here we go. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. You're such an amazing guest, and I've really been waiting for this moment. I'm like, when is Rachel going to show up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm honored to be here, honestly. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. How's your week been? It has been busy. It has been busy. There has been a lot of ebb and flow with closing projects out, Launching some new things that I'm excited about. And okay. so, you know, there's always that new creative energy that sort yeah. of, you know, has you on edge, but it's a, it's a good energy. So, uh, so it's, it's definitely been keeping me on my toes. Oh, that's what's up. That's really good because you know, when you're excited about something, it's like you have this burning fuel that's just like going because you know, something's about to happen. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that has been the fuel I've been feeling, you know, it's always, uh, you know, balanced with that feeling of fear, you know, fear, yeah. fear of will it fail, you know, uh, but uh, I think it's important to push the boundaries and get outside your comfort zone. And so that's what this week was about. Yeah, definitely. And I want people to know more about you before we even get into the deep discussion because there's a lot that we're going to talk about. So let <laughs> let people know who you Let's are. Do Let's <laughs> do it. Let's go. <laughs> oh. All right. Tell me more about yourself, what you do, you know, who you are and, you know, what you represent right now, especially in the, in the, in the entertainment industry. Sure. So, um, so I uh, started my business officially back in July of 2019 under the name of Rock Your Brand. Um, 
And I think like most solopreneurs, creatives, we start in one field and as we have many talents, we start to evolve them into different branches and some other things fall away and some other things sort of rise up to the top. And that certainly has been my journey. So in July of 19, um, I am a copywriter, freelance writer. Um, and now most recently I've added on the branch of a writing coach and creative guide through some creative workshops that nice. I'm offering. Um, but initially I started the journey in July, 2019 when I full-time launched my business, which is pretty scary, but you know, you got to get out there and do it. Exactly. Um, also <laughs> as a personal branding, um, specialist in partnership with the copywriting. And so <clears throat> That is how it uh, began to evolve. Yeah. But I have been a writer, creative writer. Um, I spent 12 years in New York City. Uh, I'm totally going to date myself here from <laughs> 1997 to 2009. Whoa. Uh, in New York City. Yeah, I know. Um, as an actress, writer, and filmmaker. So I certainly have a really strong creative passion. And I think as a business owner... And as a copywriter and freelance writer, um, I still bring that creative vibe and energy with me. And it's part of that new evolution and branch of my business that I'm starting to offer. Because I think as people in the entertainment industry and as creatives, no matter how much we may try to mature yeah. and um, evolve, uh, you know, in different ways, that creative piece of us always lives. So in my current business, I do copywriting. I do uh, blog writing and article writing for businesses, for soulful solopreneurs and fellow creatives. Nice. Um, that other branch of my business, being a writing coach and, and being a creative guide, um, is part of, of the new evolution. That's amazing. That's That's really... I think you're pretty much reaching out to the people who don't know they need it, but it, but it's essential to them because when they do know, it becomes a beautiful journey. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, the the coaching side of it, the writing coach and the creative guide piece of it, as I said, which is new really is something that has innately been part of me since my days back in New York City. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of The Artist's Way, The Principles of the Artist's Way, which is a book that I think actually published in 1996 or 97 by Julia Cameron. And it really supports creatives in tapping into those obstacles, those blocks, big talks about imposter syndrome for years and years now but to me julia cameron was the pioneer in that field with what was called the inner critic or the censor that okay. little voice in your head as a creative or as a business owner any person that voice in your head that tells you you're not as good as you think you're going to fail when you try this you know what are you you know you should get a as someone that was a full-time actress, writer, producer, filmmaker, you should get a real job. You know, <laughs> that little voice in your head, that little voice in your head that tells you that, that is your inner credit, that is your sensor. And we don't know what we need until we have it. And so I appreciate you saying that. So part of the challenge is to, is to get the word out that there are tools and principles that you can put in practice that will strengthen you as a creative and strengthen your art form, whatever it may be. 
Um, and part of my reach is not just creatives, but business owners who get blocked trying to launch new programs, new services, new products. They have it in them, but they can't quite break through. And this sort of way of guiding people, it, it is grounded in what is the artist's way, which is the Creative Connection Workshop. Wow. That's amazing. It, 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 it's it's a beautiful journey and story because you're able to help people understand their truth and know what they're supposed to do with their brand because different seasons have different implications and there are different things that affect somebody's psychological buyer's journey. They may not want to drive because it's snowing outside, but they want to stay in. You know, you have to think about the real time situations, but also think about, OK, it's sunny. We can go to the beach now. So who am I going to meet there? You know, when you become so intentional about the ideas you're building, then the characteristics and the personality becomes familiar. And yes. that, that's what we talk about with branding, because we just recently launched the Pinterest marketing course. And a lot of people are like, we've not heard about a Pinterest. And I'm like, yes, it's there. <laughs> now it's available <laughs> because we, we deal with digital marketing, SEO practice. And we are so, you know, planned on creating value for our audience. And we also realize not everybody can do it. It's not like, mm -hmm. I'm being honest, real. It's not like you can't do it. You can if you make the chance to. But the fact that you can't do it is because you don't know, one, it does, it does exist, but you didn't know. Or it's probably something you're missing, but you don't realize how to use it. So you don't really try. So... That's that's the barrier that we've been trying to break, and we're like, hey, it's available. I've tried it. I, look at my account. Look at my 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 yeah. story. Look at my pins. But it's not always like, look at that. Look at this. It's more so like, what can you do with the same information? And that's where the problem is. So, just tell them why branding is more important, and and why things like this actually supposed to make sense for them in the long run. Well, branding is the way you connect to your audience right? Branding is who you are. When we're talking from a personal branding perspective, as a, as a solopreneur, a creative, where you're sort of a one man, one woman show, right? You are your brand. And so your way to connect with your audience and to connect with those that um, will be the drivers of your business is ultimately your clients and your customers. Um, is to let them know and let them in on who you are and whether that it is whatever platform you are utilizing and there are several including pinterest and may i say huge fan of utilizing pinterest for marketing which is a total weak point for me so i may be you know connecting with you hey <laughs> let's do it let's do it yeah yeah um i mean understanding that your voice is the number one driver in your marketing. Your voice is the number one driver in connecting with your ideal client or customer, your ideal audience, understanding to how to put your voice onto the page, to put your voice in front of a camera. I deal primarily with putting it on the page. So I'm not going to speak to putting your voice on camera. It's something as someone that's a little older in the, this industry part of it. Um, <laughs> even though I was an actress, that's a completely different thing, you know? Right. Um, 
but really putting your voice on the page and being conversational, being real, as you said. Um, I'm not going to use the word authentic because I think that word has been played out to the max, so I won't use that word, but really being truthful about who you are, what you do, how you serve, what your talents are. That is part of your branding. And branding, and, and part of that branding is building your platforms on how you're going to deliver that message. Yeah. And that could be Pinterest. That could be some form of social media. I personally was on Facebook and Instagram. I said goodbye to Facebook. There is no need for it for me as a business owner. Instagram, where it's at, is at. I've focused all my energies there. I'm growing in leaps and bounds, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, and really honing in on where you can target and connect with the audiences that you are meant to serve and reach, whether you're a musician or a writer or an artist, a painter um, or a business owner of some other form, brand and delivering it through your messaging is so, so important because people want to connect to other people. Yeah. They want to connect to your experiences and your story the story of who you are and how they can empathize with your journey. That's all part of branding. Branding has changed. Exactly. People think branding is for the big, big name companies, you know, like Nike and, you know, it's, it's branding is, it can be a, it can be micro branding on a much more personal level. Exactly. And most people don't realize that they are a brand because they have a personality that someone remembers that they're familiar to. So, if I'm like, who can I call when blah, 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 I know who to call because da, da, da. You know, you could connect the dots because you know that you can't ask somebody for something they don't have. So right. it's very it's very transparent. But to the point where it's becoming a brand now, it's like, okay, are you liking me or are you liking my business? Like you can look at, for example, you know, on Clubhouse that we're talking about, you know, it's I think it was around 2 a.m., but I think it was probably around 11 p.m. when Elon Musk was online and on Clubhouse. And it was really, really huge. And then, you know, it broke out the, the whole app. But at the same time, you know, the conversations were really amazing. I wasn't there personally because I had to sleep early. But when I kept on reading about what happened, I was like, wow, this is intentional. So if you think about Elon and then you think about Tesla, you, he has more followers than Tesla. But that doesn't mean Tesla doesn't work. That doesn't mean Tesla is not relevant. So it's like that the brand positioning, how do you put yourself in that place where if somebody remembers your product and they remember you, it's a check light on both and not like a, a harsh or a hazard or a question mark because that already builds trust. But if you can't even build that trust, it's broken before you even started it. Absolutely. And trust is so huge. Brand trust is so important. And, and to piggyback on what you just said, um, and as far as yes, it really is about building the trust and the relationship with you as a person, as, as the personal brand. With that situation, Tesla is an extension of who he is. It is viewed, in my opinion, viewed yeah. as an extension of who he is. So if I'm building relationships with my audience and my existing clients, let's say, and I'm launching this new workshop, that trust is already established. So my identity doesn't live in this new component component that I have launched, yeah. but they know it's an extension of who I am. And I think for um, people that are especially starting out, 
and especially when you're creative, because this has been my struggle lately that I'm finally starting to make peace with, is accepting that you can offer these different branch outs of who you are and what you offer. And it's still an extension of who you are. It doesn't separate you from it. I just recently started working with a creative coach. I'm going to give her a shout out, Kelly Bennett. And she has rocked my world because she really, I worked in the nonprofit and for-profit industries, dating myself again, (laughs) for 20, 25 years in branding and marketing. And you tend to think of it on a much larger scale. Yeah. But when you start doing it on this level, personal branding is about you. It is about you and building the trust, which you're spot on with that. It's about building that trust and not breaking that trust. So when you offer a new product, you offer a new service, you're all in. Your heart should be all in because that is an extension of you and your trust to your customers and potential clients. Exactly. And that's where they actually get to build a messaging platform because people say, and it's it's been the resounding thing all about branding and marketing that your email list is your your best audience. Your email list is your, it, they're your trusted, loyal fans. They're the people that can pay for a ticket. They're the ones that can, you know, come to a show. They can make sure that they're for this opening or they're able to respond back mm-hmm. to you when they feel like, because sometimes you may not get a reply and you're like, is anyone listening? But if you realize that you understand your analytics and you see their clicks going everywhere, you know that you're doing the right thing. Right. So sometimes they don't need to respond. They just need to, you know, do the right thing and act accordingly. But sometimes they can respond. But people also have this fear of reaching out as well. So when you think about writer's block and reaching out as a writer, how, how do you connect those two for someone who is stuck between they know what they want, but for them to get there, they have to do something they're not familiar with? Uh, well, in terms of writer's block... And breaking through those blocks where you're kind of treading into unfamiliar land. Um, There are different exercises and activities you can do to break through those blocks. I think free writing is extremely freeing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think think free writing is very, very powerful. And I don't know um, if people really put as much stock in it as they should. Free writing is a wonderful way of breaking through barriers, whether it is fear into you need to reach out in a way that you're unfamiliar with reaching out. You're trying to deliver on a message that you're uh, not feeling so comfortable or familiar with, but you know it's something you want to deliver on. Writer's block is a horrible thing. (laughs) And so there's different components to it. If we're speaking in terms of messaging, if we're speaking in terms of reaching out and messaging in a way that is a little different than you're normally used to doing and getting outside your comfort zone, free writing is is a wonderful exercise you can do in starting it off with prompts and timing yourself and giving some really specific tips and tricks here, if that's okay. Yeah. But give yourself a prompt. If you are, when I was getting ready to start the launch of this new workshop, I really was having some creative blocks. I was having some some mega fear blocks because it was something very, very new and different than what I've been doing the past year and a half and feared what my audience, how they would receive it. Were they going to think, is this something strange and new? Why is she... Why is she doing this? Yeah. So I start with the prompt. What are you afraid of? 
and then I wrote it again, what are you in capital letters afraid of with many question marks? Mm. And I set a 10 minute timer and I just was free writing. And this is going to be groundbreaking probably to the younger generations than me, but it's all, it, it's all pen to paper. It is not keyboard. Pen to paper. There's something aesthetic and psychological that happens when you put pen to paper. The actual physical exercise helps you break through mentally when you're writing things out. So give yourself a prompt. If it is something new that you want to offer or a message you're looking to deliver that you're feeling uncomfortable with or blocked on, that sort of exercise by giving yourself a prompt and setting a time and putting pen to paper and just free writing, which means don't edit, don't overthink, literally write out whatever comes into your head, even if it's not directly related to the question, you are just letting the words flow from your mind to the page. And you will be surprised what sort of release that can bring. That's something I personally do many times when I have to launch something new, and I just recently did it a week ago, probably today, right before I, <laughs> before I went, you know, with all jets blazing to make things happen this week. Um, but trusting those processes and trusting that there's things subliminally and subconsciously happening creatively in your mind that are blocked, but you are responsible for freeing them and you have to put the work and the effort in to let those things out. Um, it's not gonna sometimes always happen organically. And then knowing that there's always those other components aside from the, the free writing piece. Once you've got your words out, usually those gems and jewels are there, yeah. but knowing who your audience is, knowing who you're talking to, um, knowing their language and blending it with your own conversational tone. So those are sort of all the components that sort of help you break through and begin to form that messaging. And that was a really long-winded answer, so I thought. No. <laughs> now you definitely <laughs> swung it right home. <laughs> you definitely did. Like, that was home base because that definitely told whoever's listening or let them internalize what you just said that it's not about the what it's about the how you know the what will always come later because you're always going to keep changing you're always going to have something new you're going to have this business that business sell it don't sell it you know you're always going to do something but if you don't know how the process is is taking you there and you break down you may never enjoy that experience and sometimes most people don't and it's like I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, I'm a teacher, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Google friend, you know, I'm like, I'm literally right next to you, but you don't, you don't put that inner effort to say, okay, even take a pen, take a paper, that's hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I can't do it, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, and you know what? I think part of it, it does have to do with the generation I come from, obviously. But those tools and practices are still relevant today. There are people from all generations, from all creative levels, from all business levels yeah. that are still doing these practices to help them break through. And so there's validity to it. 
there's there's you know there's proof in the pudding as as the old phrase says you know <laughs> old phrase goes yeah it really you will be surprised what putting pen to paper does we get stuck in our in our familiar modes of working through things everyone's proposing the latest process or the latest i've got the latest thing you can do here's the latest you know template you can use right we need to get back to especially and I, this comes from being a creative these these are practices and tools i used back in 1999 when i was going on 15,000 auditions and being rejected one after the other after the other and not knowing why and not knowing what i wasn't bringing and wondering was i going to fail these practices have served me since then, which I, I don't know how many millions of years that is, but wow. it has served me <laughs> many, many years. And so that sort of going back to, you know, you, you know, square one and breaking out of thinking we need to just, we always need to fill in a template or, an, or a spreadsheet yeah. or figure out, like you said, the how am I going to do this? Let's look at the, the what, the why, the what is inside of you behind all that yeah. is driving it. Exactly. And that freed you. Yeah, that, that definitely says a lot because it's not about what somebody did and how they decided to say, okay, I'm going to write this, I'm going to feel this way, I'm going to react, then I'm going to calm down. Some people get different anger management thing. You know, people are different, but you always realize that at the end of the day, it starts with you and it ends with mm -hmm. you. So exactly. <laughs> that's just the bottom line. So if your mindset is not geared towards making it better, then you're putting yourself behind and no mentor, no coach, no investor would really take you seriously or put you in that personality phase where you actually grown and mature to make that decision. And it's all, it's all in the mind. Sometimes everything that we do, you're excited. You're going to jump off a cliff. You know, you want to do whatever you want to do, but you, but you become conscious and you're like, Hey, let me, let me really think about this and really know if it's beneficial to me. And that's why even when we talked about the Pinterest marketing we realize that it's a need that that needs to be solved, but without it being solved, it's always going to remain a problem, and you're going to keep going around in circles because no one's searching mm -hmm. for you. So it's 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 very very sensitive, but I think at the same time it's something that's logical. Yes, yes, and I love Pinterest. If we can side note about Pinterest, I love Pinterest because as a creative person, yeah, it's a creative spirit. I love that as a medium, as a platform, it has a creative feel to it. It has a sense of this is a home where creatives can live. There's some something about the energy of Pinterest that I'm always drawn to, that yeah. you can create your boards, that you can use it as a marketing platform, which I fail miserably at personally. So, so you know, um, but it, if I'm looking for inspiration yeah. as a creative, as a business owner, it's a great go-to because there are people that know how to utilize it. And they, like you said, there is a need. There absolutely is a need. And I think targeting the idea that people that are creatives like myself, that we can dive in, it's very intimidating from a perspective when you look at it and the technical piece of it and knowing how to link things. And, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty savvy from 
you know, a technical point of view as far as social media and, and website building and all that good stuff. But I don't have the energy or the time to dive into new modes and new platforms. I, yeah. I find what works and I stick with it. Yeah. But Pinterest is, is such a beautiful platform, I think, for creatives to find their expression and connect with others um, that are looking for what you have, what that person might have to offer. So, um, you know, it's certainly to me a standout that really, you know, isn't being utilized by enough people, myself yeah. included. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to also ask you a question, probably something that we can also use within Pinterest in context to also answer your process as well on, you know, what you've been able to do. So how, how long have you been a writer? Oh my, well, I'm going to give you my real answer. I've been a writer since I was probably eight years old. Wow. And that is a legitimate answer and I will tell you why because when I was eight my mom bought me a small little teal typewriter kids typewriter okay and we lived in an, a very large apartment complex back home in Rhode Island I currently live in Las Vegas and in the apartment complex I decided I wanted to start a newsletter the name of the apartment complex was Riverside Apartments and I started the Riverside Apartment Newsletter Hmm. And I typed at eight little news stories and I typed up a newsletter and my mom, rest her soul, would take the little newsletter and circulate it in the two buildings we were attached to. Wow. So to me, my, my need, my desire to write out stories, to put, to put pen to paper or ink to paper began at that young an age obviously you know <laughs> um, but professionally I began writing probably I think once I hit New York City in 1997 1998 um, as a creative writer um, and an article writer is when I really started to blossom um, there was a paper uh, an artist an actor's uh, newspaper which I'm sure is online now called Backstage East and I was an article writer for them. Um, and so that was some of my first published uh, nonfiction article writing pieces that I would do. Okay. I'm sure now they're online and it's blog writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I expanded into creative writing, poetry. I'm a published poet, published creative writer. And then I expanded into um, playwriting. So I've had some pieces. Uh, I had pieces produced for the stage. Nice. And some uh, short scripts produced for uh, short films as well, independent films. Wow. So I've, it has grown and expanded. And then as my business took off um, since July 2019, my time for creative writing has shrunk. Uh, but my hope is now that I'm really honing in back on the creative piece of who I am is to structure my day in a way that allows for that creative voice of who I am to to kind of journey back out into the world. But I have had some creative pieces recently uh, published, but from a uh, article writer, block writer piece, I have several clients that I write for. So um, I'm an active professional paid writer and as someone that's been writing since I was eight, <clears throat> it's an amazing feeling to be able to say that. Wow. Um, yeah, it, I, I still, at my age still, it means the world to me. 
to know that I get paid to put words to paper mm. or be bored. <laughs> <laughs> to, to type things up in Microsoft Word. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. That is a rare gift because it's something that you have to do constantly and stay consistent with quality because it's a yeah. piece of art. It's not just a scribble. It's not a draft. It's a final draft. <laughs> you know, you know, I, yeah. I also I also did screenwriting as well, you know, writing for plays as well. And we use this yeah. final draft. We used to use the final draft software. But before yeah. then, we would spend like brainstorming and doing visual boards like 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. No sleep. We were just trying to screen play. I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> you would, it, it's beautiful because you think about the experience. You're like, I would not do that now. But when I did, I used to think, I got to stay up. But now you miss it because you're like, wow, that was something that I don't think anybody has tried unless it's in your bucket list, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, all of that was such an innate piece of who I was at the time. Yeah. And part of my journey in New York City and that create fully creative life I was living. Um, and so I think, you know, it's part of what fuels my creative writing now, because now I live a very, you know, beautiful, calm life out in the desert with, a you know, an amazing hubby and all that good stuff and good family. But what fuels my creative writing is still to tap back into those crazy New York City days. Yeah. And I think as writers, we sometimes go dormant as creative writers. Um, if we've moved into a part of our life that doesn't seem as, you know, full of angst mm. or doesn't feel as full of excitement. And it's important to free yourself to let yourself go back and be fueled. There's this wonderful quote in a book, um, the artist, I think it's in the artist's way by Julia Cameron. And her mother had said to her current husband at the time, you know, Julia never lets, uh, never lets go of her ex-boyfriends. Okay. And that phrase means that the, as a writer, you never truly release your experiences. You never truly release as a creative. You're always as a writer anyway, or a screenwriter or a playwright, you're always playing out in your mind the what-ofs, the what-ifs, the could-haves. Yeah. And as a writer, you can still bring that to the page, even if what you're living in the present is completely different. Correct. Is the alternate reality of what you once had. Yeah. Um, and so making peace with that is is truly, you know, is truly important. But, yeah. Um, but writing is a gift. And I think my goal now is, as a writing coach, is to work with writers that are um, at the beginning of their career, whether they're creative writers um, or whether they're writers in business that are struggling to put their voice to the page and can't afford to hire a copywriter. Um, but working with, with new creative writers who are struggling with structure, are struggling with freeing themselves and finding the stories, um, because I know what that was like. And, and I, I'm finally in a place where I know it's okay to let those stories out and let them breathe and not yeah. be hung up on structure and am I hitting all those points? Because you will eventually, yeah. but you've got to let yourself be free. Exactly. And this whole digital lifestyle right now that changes the paradigm shift of how people experience this dynamics is still playing a role, especially because of someone like us, you know, people like us who have transitioned from that you know, model of creating value with time, effort. You know, I remember I used to go and 
do CDs, cassettes, you know, because I'm an artist too. So, you know, I write. So copywriting for me is easy because it came from a musical creative perspective. And now I can turn that into a poem, into a rap, into a jingle. You know, it could just take a different form. So definitely that's something that, that really helps. And And one thing I'll definitely tell you about Pinterest too is that with all the amazing writing skills and quotes and inspirational ideas that you can put out on paper, because Pinterest is such a positive, influential place, you can literally be talking about quotes and maybe have a blog or, or a writing and then have maybe seven different quotes leading to the same page. And that's building like 10 times traffic because you're, you're touching the pain points, you're addressing the situation and you're giving them a call to action. So it's a beautiful place to be when you think about marketing and content and brand. That's, that's what I would definitely say. Gee, I feel like I should be interviewing you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I've seen that in action. I, I've been on Pinterest. I don't just use it for the recipes. I mean, I, I go on there and I find some great inspiration. I, I have I've connected connected with some actually other you know people in the same field and and just found, just made some great networking connections and found some great groups that I've, I've joined. Uh, through Pinterest yeah. or found great resources that have helped feed me and, and feed my processes. Um, and so understanding, like you said, that you can utilize that platform in that way. And the thing that I think is important is that finding that, I feel like my generation, which never gets talked about, by the way, I am Generation X. Okay. No one talks about Generation X. It's like it skips from like boomer to Z. I'm like, hey, you <laughs> know, we're in here too. You know, we were we were the neon clothing generation that like used to record, you know, make our own mixtapes off the radio. Right. So we're here. Um, <laughs> but my generation, if you're laughing, because I think you've heard about us. Um, <laughs> um, uh, my generation, we really have this great gap. Uh, or this expanse of time where we went from pen to paper, you know, you know, cassettes, you know, recording off a radio, off, off of a blank cassette into really the evolution of the computer. I had a computer class in high school and it was to code letters into a, make it the shape of a UFO. I mean, like we, uh, my generation has gone the gamut <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, you know, really grown with the evolution of the computer age basically and so it's been very helpful as a business owner just a just as a business owner to be able to grow through that through the through the through the years and see how technology has evolved and knowing how to utilize it is critically important to business so definitely not downplaying that you need to know how to utilize things like pinterest and find out what social platforms work best for you. Hey, listen, I'm on Clubhouse. I may not be actively using it yet, but I am on there. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I definitely need to bring you to our room so we can talk about creative writing for sure. Oh, I would love that. I yeah. absolutely love that. But, um, but knowing how to identify, I think, what platforms work best for you yeah. and certainly having an online presence like a really strong website, I think is critically important. You have to have a home on the web. You absolutely have to. And that home on the web has to have key messaging that 
delivers on who you are and has your voice and what you provide and how you serve. So merging this sort of old school pen to paper, working through your own way, your own obstacles and blocks. Yeah. It, the trans is the transformation and growth of then once you worked through all that, bringing it onto the platforms and form, formulating it into your brand. Yeah. There's a cohesion and marriage there that definitely exists. And, and I think a lot of people are living in this sort of platform t- technology space without the real grounding and doing the work of who they are. Mm. And I need the goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're definitely right. <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense because it, it, makes, it makes someone really understand what they're trying to do. And if they don't know what they're doing, they're wasting time. And it's not valuable because it's not going to give you any experience or joy or, you know, feeling of satisfaction because you haven't done your due diligence to know what works for you. So it's, it's, it's all a, a pain in the process, but through the process, you get better. You know, for for people who are probably even listening, what would you say are the most important questions to ask themselves when creating their brand story? What is what's what is what's like the pillar that puts them together? I I think for your brand story, I always start with why. Why are you doing what you do? Like really dig deep. Why are you doing what you do? What drives you? What about what you're doing serves you initially? Why are you doing it? Why do you want to, whatever it is you create, why do you create what you create? Why do you write lyrics? Why do you create music? Why are you a writer? Why do you write stories? Why do you put paint to the can, you know, put paint on the canvas? Why as a business owner, why are you delivering on these specific services? What about that fulfills you? Your why for me, is the most important thing because people want to connect to other people. They want to connect to your story. They want to feel safe with you. They want to know that your intention is real and true to the spirit of who you are so they can feel safe in putting um, their investment of money, their investment of time into you. So dig deep into why you do what you do. Be really truthful about it. If your why is because, well, it's going to make me a lot of money, well, then I don't know what else to say to you. Right. Because that is not the place I come from. Your why should really be about as, um, you know, how you are helping humanity on any level as creatives we are ultimately unbelievably fulfilled in what we do as a writer. When I am successful at writing, I won't lie. I feel like a rock star. I feel like, yes, I'm awesome. I did it. Like there is ego. There is ego in being a creative. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for that, but in your story, in your brand story, your customers and clients shouldn't really aren't interested in your ego. Because it's not about you. It's about sourcing your why so they can connect to that why. It's empathizing and connecting with that commonality. So your why is a really huge piece of that. Your brand story also is how. 
how are you delivering on this why? What are the ways in which you are connecting with people and bringing this service or this support or this expression to others? Um, I think that's another. And then, um, you know, obviously you have to think about when we form our brand story, yes, it's about us. And this is new to me because I used to think brand story was just me, me, me. Mm. This is why I do it. This is what I'm doing it, you know, the ways in which I do it. But it's also about the people you're trying to connect to. So when you are formulating your brand story, why you do it, how it started, the evolution of your services, of your gifts, right? People want to know how that started. I just shared mine with you. Yeah. I was eight years old typing on a typewriter, creating a newsletter for my apartment complex. Right. Right. So that story is an evolution, an evolution to where I am now, where I am driven to connect to those other inner eight-year-olds, right? Who maybe didn't get a chance to create a newsletter, whose maybe families weren't supportive of their, their gifts and their talents, right? So that's how I connect to my audience. I'm here to support them and foster their growth. Your brand story has to connect to how you can support others through that story. Yeah. If your story is only about you, I did this and I started here and here's where I am and here's how I'm making six figures a year. By the way, I'm not making six figures a year. Um, <laughs> but I see a lot of that. Yeah. Like, I'm doing all this. I'm making six figures. Don't you want to be like me? No, I don't. Because mm-hmm. I really don't know anything about you. Right. I really don't. You know? So being really real in who you are and why you do what you do and how you can serve others and empathizing with those people that you are trying to connect to is the essence of a brand's story so that they are motivated call to action they're motivated to move and trust as you nailed it trust you with with what they're trying to do that's really the essence for me of brand story and again i'm long-winded because i'm italian (laughs) (laughs) you're italian oh my goodness oh (laughs) i was actually looking at your name and i was like pintarelli that sounds italian i definitely it is it's my married name, but my maiden name, get ready for this one, okay. is Torregrossa. How do you spell that? It is T-O-R-R-E-G-R-O-S-S-A. It is actually both Span- I'm both Spanish and Italian. Whoa. So, yeah. So, but I'm I'm most you know I'm mostly Italian. So I I've got the hands going because we're on the Zoom call. <laughs> I got the hands going. I'm long winded, but I'm passionate. Yeah. Right. I think we're when we're passionate about what we do, people connect to that, and so let that out. Don't be afraid. So be long winded. Exactly. <laughs> and people will enjoy that because they can feel that they can relate. You know, it's not always about the the success is about the story behind the success and that's where all the the talk the brainstorming the sleepless nights those are the stories that you're going to enjoy telling because those are things that you went through right absolutely yeah and and there were lots of sleepless nights i mean i think i think for me i knew most recently that there was and i think this is part of part of the story yeah that i think can help others is sometimes in our business and in our, in, in our, when we're at a place where something doesn't feel right, 
Okay, we're something, we're doing what we've always done, whether it's you're in the creative field, whether you're a business provider, you're doing what you've always done. And it's successful. You have clients or, you know, or you're, you know, you're an artist and you're, you know, you're producing what you're supposed to be producing, but it doesn't, you're not getting the thrill out of it. You're not feeling that energy used to feel. You need to call yourself up on it. And it's really hard to do that because it's scary. It's scary to come to terms with the fact that maybe you've plateaued as a creative and you need to push yourself to do more or to figure out what you need to let go of so that you can let other something else in. Mm. And so when we talk about sleepless nights, I was having lots of uh, insomnia. And at 2 a.m. on Instagram, Instagram is a thing like you're shaking. <laughs> Are you feeling me? <laughs> I am feeling you 100%. <laughs> for weeks on end and I knew something about a component of what I was offering in my business didn't feel true to who I was it didn't feel oh I hate the word authentic but it didn't feel real to who I was yeah even though I'm completely experienced and educated in it I, I have 15 years of marketing experience you know as a director of marketing for Girl Scouts on the east coast I know about marketing But marketing isn't where my heart is. Writing and being a creative is where my heart is. Mm. And I was struggling. I was like, yeah, but it's bringing in income, blah, blah, blah. But insomnia, 2 a.m., can't sleep. And I was on Instagram. Instagram is a powerful marketer as well, in addition to Pinterest. Yes. And I started following. I mentioned her name earlier. And I swear I'm not just plugging her to plug her. No, go ahead. She has helped transform me. Yeah. uh, Transform my business. Um, and I was following uh, um, Kelly Bennett. I think her Insta- Instagram is Calls with Kelly Bennett. And I was following her, and she launched this creative coach program. Extremely, extremely affordable, like very affordable. 2 a.m., I'm watching her Instagram story. My husband's sound asleep. <laughs> I'm watching, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to just going to do it. I don't know what else to do anymore. I didn't want a business coach. I didn't want, you know, that's not my thing. Yeah. I know how to run a business. And I signed up for a creative, this creative coach. And she, in the first 15 minutes of our call, called me on my BS. Like just called me on it. Was like, why are you offering this other service? I read your story. I know your bio. I just spent 10 minutes talking to you. Nothing about who you are seems organic to that branch of your business. Wow. And why aren't you expanding on the creative part of who you are and your writing? Hmm. And I was nearly tears, to be quite frank, because boom, right there. And that realization might have happened for me as I worked through my tools and my processes, but it would have taken a much longer time to get there. Yeah. So my message is don't be afraid to recognize when you have plateaued creatively. Don't be afraid to reach out if you feel like there's somebody that can bring you to that next level and help you break through those barriers. The majority of the work I have done has been all me, like late nights, early mornings, breaking through, scared to death to launch new things. 
But having that realization that you have to break away from the things that no longer serve you and don't feel true to how you're serving others is hard, but it's real and you have to close one door to open another. Right. That's a beautiful message. Definitely. That that definitely caps <laughs> the 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 condition of someone's thinking and really makes them realize that it's not about you. And when you realize mm-hmm. that, when they say the customer is always right, sometimes you're involved, but you're not the you're, you're not the end result. You're the process. Yes. So when that switch happens, then you can really decide to make that decision for yourself and for the people you're benefiting. Absolutely, and that's that's the ultimate goal. I knew I was not serving my clients through this other branch of my service fully. Right. I knew that I wasn't, I was delivering what I needed to deliver, but it wasn't where my heart was. And as creatives, no matter what our business is, no matter what it is we create and who we serve and how we serve them, we want it to feel fulfilling for us and we want it to feel fulfilling for them. Yeah. And that is where it all comes together, you know, and it, it's a, it's a daily process. It is. A, if anyone says, follow this, you know, A, B, and C and boom, it's all easy. I'm sorry. I don't prescribe to that. I think it is an ongoing process. We have our great days. We have our bad days. Um, but if you are true to who you are, true to your branding, true to your message, you really, really can't go wrong. Oh yeah, definitely. Wow. This was definitely meant to be. I, I'm so excited that you were able to join us today. Amazing thank weekend. You. <laughs> You're a, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. How can people reach out to you if they want to connect to you? Uh, so you can visit my website. Yeah. Let's rock your brand.com. Uh, that is my website. You will also find that I just launched my new free workshop. Uh, the Creative Connection, was, which is an introduction to some of the techniques I just talked about. Completely free, no strings attached. This is me just bringing my pure joy, love, energy to fellow creatives to help them break through some obstacles. So when you go to letsrockyourbrand.com, you'll see in the upper right corner a button that says register the Creative Connection free workshop. Um, I'm also on Instagram. That is under the name Rachel Pinterelli Writes. Uh, which uh, Pinterelli is hard to spell, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, it is Rachel Pinterelli writes, but if you go on my website, you will see links to my social media as well. So, and I also allow, um, I also have a link to a free 30 minute um, just discovery coffee chat session with me. If there's anything people want to just chat about or have questions, again, no strings attached. I love to connect with people. Um, and help them find their way. Oh, that's amazing. That's a beautiful one. I'm definitely going to check it out as well, and definitely they will too. Oh, thank you. And I am so grateful for you and uh, appreciate you and appreciate this time to be able to have this conversation. Thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend and stay safe out there too. (laughs) You too. Be well. Be well. Take care. Take care. Bye. (laughs) Bye.